Showtime has not found its permanent broadcasting crew for the Bellator situation. We're going to talk about what happened to Goldie, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage. Someone almost died Friday, Raph. Mm. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you? You did not almost die from a guillotine. You're usually pretty good about tapping if someone can ever get their forearm around your giant dome to do it how are you they always say the best defense is defense and then i say what if you have a giant head eh? me me i don't know kev i want to ask about the team like the broadcast team Time because out. that's you where should I'm... start a cranium for bjj oh, club no. like yoga for bjj <laughs> just expansiveness whole dvd series Ninety nine, ninety nine. When it finds out he's been using steroids to get that huge head, but yeah, Raph, showtime. I want to actually go back to that because you know that Tackett and Cody Steele have a brand called BJJ Brain, and I'm a little mad because if you look at me, you probably go, "How much brain is in that giant head?" It's been a question that's been asked a number of times. Let's say this though, Kevin. I want to ask you about the broadcast team. However, you also mentioned someone might have, could have died. So I'm torn. Do I go as the broadcaster to ask a broadcaster question? Or do I go the other side and say, ah, you did tease us with the person who was going to die. Mm, explain more because I didn't watch it. And that's unusual for me because this was even on YouTube for free. Was it really? Because I had that moment. You know what? F you. Because I thought I had done the research this time and I was having a real moment of superiority. I was like, yeah, you got to have showtime to watch this. I said callously to my dogs for no reason, thinking who has showtime and who wants to watch Bellator on a Friday? Day? I had a lot of questions just about some of the choices. But to hear that it's on YouTube is actually both heartening and angering. Well, this one, this is the crack cocaine, get addicted then come back and see us again on Showtime, which, by the way, is the only way you're going to be able to watch Bellator now. So do that or don't. Showtime needs you, me, Paul Pierce, and a few other friends to spruce <laughs> this place up. I'm going to start there before I talk about Emmanuel Sanchez and how glad I am that he's still on, on, on the planet because uh, I was worried for a second. But there's not, there's not much deep dive there. Right beforehand, you might be able to help elaborate on this. Goldberg is fired. Mike Goldberg, famously of the UFC and caller of a lot of Chuck Liddell rises to victory. And, and of course, we're going to mention Stefan Bonner and getting kicked out of a gym at some point, but just not, not at the top of the hour. But surely Goldie was there to help call that. He's fired, Raph. Why is he's it was production decisions, anything more specific than that, but it's like right before the Showtime card. Yeah, and I felt like that was a weird explanation for it. What a way to throw your production team under the bus. Whose decision is this, president of Bellator? Uh, production. Or you? Uh, they did it. Not me. I love Goldie. We're friends. For all his UFC shit. He's he is so opposite Dana White in these moments. He's gonna be like, "Yeah, I fucking blackballed Ariel Hawani. I tattooed it on my stomach so people know I'm serious." See, blackballed Ariel right below 
Raph Esparza and two other names. But yeah. this is Coker's always just like, well, I don't know. I think it was an HR decision. <laughs> it's like you fired Goldberg, motherfucker, right before showtime. Yeah, I mean, that's why we love Dana in that sense, because Dana is the James Bond villain that doesn't tell you an hour and 10 minutes into the movie that he did it. He's literally the guy at five minutes and it's like, yeah, I fucking killed that girl you were into. She was fucking hot, too. Hated having to do it, but fuck her. She likes you. And surprisingly good on the impressions as well. This card was really called horribly rap. They had somebody, and I'm not even talking necessarily the play-by-play, but of course the play-by-play, the in-between. They had somebody, do you remember when Dom Cruz first came on? Yeah. Wouldn't shut up. It's gotten better, but he would genuinely spit out I, uh, many words per minute. He was on a on a sentence to paragraph per minute basis. They had somebody. I'm not going to get into names. It's that that's a little rude, and everybody's trying their best. And and some people are more set up for this skill set. But of course, it's Bellator, so they don't think that far. It's just like, oh, I'll get a former fighter who can kind of talk and makes me laugh at the gym. Perfect. He was flying through the broadcast. It had none of that slow Showtime beauty where you can reference their shows certain availabilities that come with being in a place like showtime <laughs> snoop dogg lit up a joint and smoked it feet away from a ring where people were competing same network i was pretty shocked by who they had because it seemed like a very temporary interim solution and it was just another one of those moments where it's like damn it how do we call bellator Look, you have an audience. We have talent. Let's come together because <laughs> you're missing one and we're missing the other. <laughs> we need to chat. They were bad. It was brutal. It was pretty amateur. It was just fast and not on on point and a lot of pride and ego. So no no ability to roll with the punches and have a conversation because it was too busy being like, well, no, no, no. I, I knew about this. And it's like, shut up. No one knows about any of the fighters on this card. Spell Neiman you, Gracie, motherfucker, and ooh. then you know it's hard. A lot of a lot of ease in there. I asked you if Morrow was doing that one. Did we ever find out if he was on the call? Um, I would have to. I honestly don't know. I was really not focused after after the broadcasts. I started to crank it down a little bit. Fair after the first after. So I watched the Gracie fight, and he lost to Jason Jackson via decision. And mm-hmm. I had been watching since the Nurmagomedov fight, but the first two fights was like I cannot listen to this broadcast team except for a moment. <laughs> I'd have to look because, like I said, I didn't. I thought the play-by-play was okay, and would morale would he have been on the play-by-play or the? the yeah, he's usually your very animated play-by-play, and he's wonderful. I do enjoy him a lot, so I root for him. I just know that it is a difficult task because big John typically does it. Uh, Josh Thompson sometimes is one of the commentators. I know they're trying to build a dream team from the inside. And I think that's why it hurts a little bit more because I say, Ooh, we don't have that talent right now. And you mentioned cranking down the volume. I can't tell you how many times people ask me, especially a year into doing these fight companions, when they say, did you hear that thing that DC said? And I said, no. 
that has been the incredible part about doing the fight companions. I've taken in so much less commentary and I feel like my brain has thanked me for doing that. Yeah. And so I think, um, Jen Brown was the one I, I thought she did pretty well. Mm. I thought she did nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be back on the cage. Yeah. So Michael C. Williams did the announcements. Yeah. Moro Ronaldo will be on the play by play. And he, I thought he was pretty good. I thought okay. he, he was not my, my great complaints. Okay. But when I say broadcast team, it's kind of, I'm, I'm weighing you by the entire commentary team, not, not not just your abilities. So, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So you mentioned to clarify though, it's a little bit more nuanced than just I like. I wish I was ESPN hot take ready. The whole team was garbage. Ref, like no, half the team was bad. Some of it was bad. Some of it was just fine. And I, I honestly, again, you're getting back to my point, but I, I thought the play-by-play, and I feel pretty justified. So I was like, no, play-by-play is pretty good. But anytime that was off, I had to turn it down. They were driving me insane yeah. in their in-between segments. Just really losing me. And that's a bummer because that's a huge opportunity to build off good work that's being done by other members. Yeah. And I will say this. How are you supposed to be – the company that steals all the old UFC talent and then you get rid of the old UFC talent on the broadcast booth. It's a comfort blanket. And I'm not saying you have to employ Goldberg in every single event, but you can have him take a week off here and there. I don't really think I need to always be uh, on every broadcast, but lo and behold, you know, it's just the way it works out here. If we had Morrow here on the team, I'd be like, Kev, I'm sitting this one out. I want you to do this one with Morrow. Well, I will say he straight up ignored that I thought someone was dead and I was really they weren't <laughs> showing let's get to that because here this might be my whole qualm Pitbull kills Sanchez he okay. jumps on a guillotine and they land in a way that you knew immediately Sanchez is out if you haven't seen it of course it's viewable and the clip is run around but Pitbull had already peppered him up so it was one of those moments where, like, when I lost money on the um, Amanda Nunez fight, <laughs> when she knocked her opponent unconscious, and then armbarred her. Oh, lost my submission. Damn it. Kevin's plus 250 with the knockout parlay is gone. It's <laughs> gone. That's what happened here. Pitbull's winning the fight. This isn't a good fight. It isn't a close fight. I will bet this next time it happens when I see Pitbull yeah. coming up in the next fight because it's like they obviously don't have anyone for him. It wasn't a good fight. Sanchez fell, collapsed, weekend at Bernie style, and he's in, like, stretcher's pose in yoga. He's sitting, just warming up his (laughs) hammies. He's unconscious, doesn't tap, and then, thank God, Pitbull turns to the referee. Because I told you the referee had a real Ivan Drago. He dies, he dies. Had zero fucks about saving Sanchez's life. He's like, what are you going to do? He looks like he's, you know, in it. It's like, because he's sitting in a weird posture. Pitbull's on one of his legs and the other leg is behind him. So he's kind of like library style pointing at you. Doesn't grab his hand, nothing. Pitbull points at him after like 10, 15 seconds, which is a long ass time when someone's lifeless. And he says, I think he's out. And then the referee's like, oh shit, that's right. I'm supposed to be doing things like tickling him or singing him a song it's like why don't you grab his wrist and see if it's faint it's like good call start with that grabs his wrist 
does a little check, and is like, oh, fight's over. He's unconscious. Like, thank God. Pitbull, who is fighting him, doesn't have a Paul Horace-like problem or a tendency. Gary Tonin talked about this to his credit once upon a time, a very elite grappler, that moment when they know. When someone no. who's applying the choke or the break or the heel hook knows that it's about to go down. And you have a decision to make. I was really proud that Pitbull chose not to manslaughter Sanchez on Showtime. One, because the broadcast couldn't handle it, as I already pointed out. But two, that's sad. And three, no one said a fucking word about whether Sanchez was moving. <laughs> And if I'm sitting there and I'm calling this fight, I'm glued to Sanchez. Everyone knows the Pitbull just won. Of course, I'm going to be like, what a vicious choke. Those positions can be really difficult to call. But we're keeping an eye on Sanchez. I'm going to let you know if he's alive, Greg. And I'll send it back to you. Raph, you tell the people what he did. I'll keep uh, strong eyes on Sanchez for movement. I'll yell and interrupt if he moves. And that's what I was waiting for because it was maybe four to six minutes of me like white knuckling the couch, texting you frantically. I think someone just died on national television. I'm really nervous. Before we would find out, Sanchez is awake. No, he's good. Everything's fine. I'm t I'm Pitbull went and kneeled in front of him and he still wasn't awake yet. He waited for a minute and was like, well, I guess I got to go interview. And I think I killed this guy. <laughs> So I should go get out of here. <laughs> and that's what happened, Raph. That was Bellator 255, except for a few fights I haven't yet colored upon. Of course, I will tell you about. But Okay. I have a question because you viewed this, and now we're in a weird quandary where Michael Chandler could win the UFC title. Does Pitbull have a true argument that he would be the best in the world if Chandler does win the UFC title because he has beaten Chandler. Thus, he is better than the UFC's roster. I would say an argument is all he has because the Bellator <laughs> champion has never done shit in the UFC. That's brutal. Ben Askren's fighting Jake Paul in a month. It's not great. Like, what <laughs> happens to you after this? People get their ass kicked. When they head on over. So, I don't know. I like I like where you're at, though, because that article, if you wrote it, sounds way cooler. And you should polish that one off for a video feed. <laughs> I, Patricio Pitbull's the best person in this division, period. <laughs> it is a great take, but I don't think so. So, he's really going on this angle. And I find it fascinating because the UFC is at a very oopsie daisy situation here <laughs> and i love the fact that dustin poirier has gone for the cash we've talked about this a little bit but now we're getting to the reality of seeing pitbull get a submission like that and then thinking to ourselves i mean he's fighting bellator fighters right dustin poirier like, is preparing for he mcgregor five he's hoping it goes <laughs> to that he's like three's <laughs> not enough let's roll it back four five <laughs> Seven, I got to fight the giant from Game of Thrones. Things are going great. So by yeah. the time they get to him versus McGregor four, he's got a new hot sauce. He has to slang. So he's like, <laughs> dude, I won this one. I know I'm two and one against Connor, but 
this Louisiana hot sauce ain't gonna sell itself. Let's it's do it one more game. It's got It's just thinking about that has made me laugh a lot because again, he's not in that contention. But Charlie Olives won. Uh, him fighting uh, Chandler. Chandler somehow wins. The whole division is going to be wacky. But then you're going to see. Is just called Charles Oliveira? Charlie Olives? Yes, that is the <laughs> misnomer that he has been called on the internet. Okay. And Charlie Olives, let's Didn't be real clear. If that is on a poster, way more into it. It's like a Freddy Spaghetti character. I thought it was like, is he going <laughs> to sell a hot sauce? Charlie <laughs> Olives is definitely peeling like you got to check out him olive oil. <laughs> I mean, listen, lots of people in that division have claims to selling some sort of weird food and drink merch. Why shouldn't he get in on it? Dang. My name's Charlie Olives. You may see me submit or knock out just about anybody. Just like these olive pits will knock you out. Put them in your martini. When it's time to fight, I'm Chuck Olives, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> Get our yeah. new, bigger Chucky Olives. <laughs> Even less pit, more olive. But as a result of all of this, yeah. So we, we may not be hearing the end of this discussion in terms of uh, one Michael Chandler being used as some sort of weird Bellator Trojan horse. Because the one thing that's not going to happen here is you're not going to see the Bellator champion taking on the UFC champion. That's just as much as we would love to dream that scenario up. In no way does Dana look at this and go, you know what? Fuck that guy. Let's do a pay-per-view and let's really see who wins. No, Dana's going to do the exact same thing that Kevin did. Sorry, Kev. And he's going to say, yeah, if he's so good, how come he's not Ben Askren? Yeah, fuck that guy. He was a champion in Bellator too. Look how that happened. <laughs> Plus, I don't know exactly, but Viacom and Disney would have to have a real agreement session to be like, yeah, let's let's show SBN this. Let's ESPN time it. What do we what do we even agree on name wise? I agree. I mean, it would be cool though, wouldn't it? Just one unified title fight? You know what it is? I think what you have to do is you have to somehow get Dana to agree to it on like a roulette table or a craps table. And you just talk them into it and you get them a little sauced. You get them all proud. Maybe you rig the game. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm that out loud. I'm going to put all I'm my saying. fucking money on the cum line, Dana. If I hit, I swear to God, you have to do <laughs> one show with me. But that's just the type of thing Scott Kroger doesn't have the the ego no. for. Well, we've seen with fucking Goldberg. He's not going to put the stones there. He's going to get an intern to bring something to Dana and then spill something on him. And then he's going to have like a weird Disney magical spell put on him. However, hold on. I'm thinking this out loud and I'm realizing why this is a great movie. Freaky Friday concept. Dana, Scott, switch places. Call Vin Diesel. <laughs> Call another bald actor that looks like him. Let Russell Crowe ever... with a ball cap, and let's make this happen. The amount of times you have interrupted this show to say, "Call Vin Diesel. He's my first call. Let's just get him in." Actually, as I, I just smash cut it in my head, and it's like, "Oh shit, you're right." There's that whole Thirty Rock 
segment for me being like, call Vin Diesel. Call Vin Diesel. <laughs> call Vin Diesel. You know who we should call? Vin <laughs> Diesel. I still think one of the most underappreciated lines on all of 30 Rock is still Tina Fey saying to Jenna Marani, please don't say it. Please don't say it. My I'll sexuality. Use- <laughs> <laughs> amazing it's the best explanation for anything <sighs> all right kev what happened on the rest of that card i do want to mention i was vaguely interested yeah no and we need to talk so let's get past so patricio pitbull destroyed sanchez <laughs> nearly thank thankfully didn't manslaughter him jason jackson defeated neiman Gracie and I strongly disagree with that decision. 29-28 across the board. Yeah. A lot of us were surprised. Jason was all over. And there was a moment in the first round where Jason Jackson went to, like, I don't know exactly what he was trying to do, either knee him or take him down, but he graded his own eye on the fence and is getting his ass kicked and in back mount getting punched begging the referee to stop the fight because his eye hurts. He's like, I my eye and the referee straight up stopped the fight. He waited for them to get up for a second, but he, he stopped the fight and no mm-hmm. one can figure out why no one can answer the question. <laughs> Great news. Neither could the broadcast Steve, everybody, they got it quickly. They're like, I think he hurt his eye on the fence. And so he's like, I want to be crystal clear. Gracie did nothing. It was the fence, and it's like, well, the fence didn't do anything either. (laughs) The fence existed. I don't understand how a referee can stop a fight, and no one gave me answers, but Mm. it was ridiculous. Gracie's winning and has a chance to finish it, and they're like, well, hold on. He he hit his face on the fence. It's like, he did that, though. So they show the after, they show the replay after he did. He just straight up went too far and graded his own eye. Couldn't see. Mm. Not a reason to stop the fight, correct? I don't know, man. I would hope that somebody would stop the fight for me in my favor just so that we could chill for a minute. But I also wear glasses, so this is a very odd topic to me. As it is, I don't know if you have this problem because I don't know if you do wear contacts. Hell no. Okay. You're lucky. Because I don't wear contacts. And one of the things I've noticed when, say, I'm doing striking or some forms of grappling here and there, my reaction time is sometimes a little bit slower as a result of this. Because I've had people, when we're just kind of like doing a boxing moment and I'm, I'm looking at them and they throw like a jab at me just to say like, okay, I just want to make sure you're moving. And I swear to God, it hits me straight in the face and I go, oh, I was supposed to avoid that, right? And they go, yeah, that's really bad. I go, I know. It's a good thing I don't fight. I, It's a great thing you don't fight, by the way. For a number of reasons, by the way. Just, that's I not the re- only one. Let's get there, though. Let's say you and I are fighting. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, go, I go to throw that beautiful windmill kick I've been working on. Okay. Yes. Think I tear a nut. I'm like, I did it. I hurt my groin deeply. Let me check. Stop, stop, stop. And you're just wailing away because I've went mm-hmm. all Brody asshole. I Jean, I Jean Claude Van Donut it, 
Mm -hmm. And you're like, this is my moment. And the ref's like, hold on. He's injured. (laughs) How pissed would you be if it's like, well, Kevin needs a minute to recover. His groin hurts. You would be cloud pissed. uh, You would be talking on the phone to your lawyer, your booking agent, whoever would listen and be like, this whole fight's in contention. They'd be like, how'd you get a cell phone in here? (laughs) And you'd you'd have to explain (laughs) that. But to me, it was really shocking to see Bellator's be like, well, what can you do? Hit his face. That hurt. And he deserves the chance to get the ouchies out. Yeah, I think the more you're saying it, the more I've realized how pissed I am when I'm rolling with somebody. You roll out of bounds, and then all of a sudden they don't take the position. And I look at them, and I go, I had a half guard. And it then is. they like literally go to side control and I go, no, fuck you. I By the way, that fucking happened. You're you're joking. You haven't seen the fight. That fucking happened. As they reseated him, they were like, hey, he's mounted. They're like, over his face, not reverse. <laughs> over his face. They like fought over the position. Like it was a it was genuinely a, a local grappling tournament. Oh, that's it amazing. was amazing. So you know what? You've done it. You've made me want to go see that fight. I wasn't sure where I was going to be, but I'm in. All right. I'll go back and check that one out later. They just stopped it. So let's <laughs> – um, <laughs> the uh, Fortune struck the shit out of Jack May. Struck him up. Mm. It's awesome. You should see that one. This next one, and this is where I joined the fights. Okay. Uzman Nurmagomedov defeats Mike Hamill via unanimous decision. And I turned it on to Bellator, and I'm like, oh, my God. It's another Nurmagomedov? (laughs) Yeah. Is it a fucking army? Is this plan B? They took Facebook over with Russian trolls, and now they're just going to prove they're better at fighting and win all the divisions and be like, we now own your country. I don't know what's happening, Rap. Is this another one of the Nurmagomedovs? Yeah. It's, Which one? I think his cousin. There's later on. Okay, earlier in the night, there's someone genuinely named Magomed Magomedov, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Is this somebody that hasn't earned the Nur? They <laughs> oh, haven't no. gotten the Nur Magomedov yet." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, that yeah, that's our junior cousin. He sucks." When he finally gets his shit together. He gets the Nurmagomedov. Can you confirm or deny? Uh, I don't know that that's how that works, but without researching it, yes. Perfect. Okay, that's it for Bellator on Showtime for me. Had some fun. I look forward to seeing that one on YouTube. I'm going to remind everybody, you can catch that one on YouTube, everything else now, on the Showtime. Oh, there was a choke of the podcast they showed a highlight of. Um, Hold on, let me go down this list. Somebody won via mm-hmm. armchair. There it is. Augusto defeated Wilson. That sounds right. Via head mm-hmm. and arm choke. We were proud. We we were. And I didn't even know it, but I was proud on the inside. I didn't see it live. Congratulations. But they showed it. And I was like, the choke of the pod. <laughs> Another thing the commentary team missed. They, re- <laughs> they failed to be like, that's the verbal tab choke, ladies and gentlemen. I was just happy that there was a moment where I was making, and Kevin knows this about me, I was making a choice not to watch it. I think I realistically could have watched it. But I said, you know what? I'm doing other stuff right now. 
And Kevin messaged me to say, like, hey, man, watch this Bellator, as if to say, aren't you? And I had to admit to him I was not. And that is a very unusual circumstance here on the show. And I think that Kevin, he didn't say it out loud, but was a little aghast that I actually was taking some time to do other shit. Yeah, I just assumed you were staring at four cameras being like, we'll be right back <laughs> after Chris Gonzalez figures out where the microphone is. Um, I I want to skip to the Olympic trials before we take off tonight. Please do. We know now. People should know now. Okay, I want to let's. I'm going to go way back. There's a Jordan Burroughs documentary on Peacock, mm-hmm. which is NBC's new streaming service, and you should check it out. This documentary specifically. Jordan Burroughs has done some stuff beforehand. It is all good. It's always good to see, but damn if it doesn't just uh, give you a little bit more insight into the man. And I watched the Rich Fronin documentary on Netflix. I try to get all of these. And I did not mention that you should watch that one because it's a lot of him like shooting at Tannerite in his backyard. Hmm. Good for him. That's not what this documentary is. Jordan Burroughs, different level of competition. He lost, Raft. That sucked. He lost to Kyle hmm. Dake, who's very good at wrestling hmm. um, and just having a, a pretty good blonde set of bangs jordan burroughs remains one of the few people i will i will cross make fun of in the wrestling world i try to jab at him in a way that just makes me feel good as a jujitsu person that struggles with wrestlers jordan burroughs is just the beast gold standard of everything that's great about wrestling he has been at this a long time he has a gold medal he did not make it this time that doesn't make the documentary less important or his career less special. Unbelievable performance. And even down to the end, really put it out there. Got got kind of substantially his ass, kiss by, ass kicked by Kyle Dake, who's very good. I watched a lot of these, though. Kyle Snyder's back. That's a former Penn State guy, I feel like. Or <laughs> someone I watched a long time ago. Beasted up in college wrestling. Watched the ladies' division, and at least two of them, I was like, how do I get future odds on their MMA ability? I wish that was a stat. They weren't listing it at the trials. Like, this person is thinking about MMA. This person isn't. Because I felt like I was watching the draft. Do we have hmm. – how do we do that? How do we do an MMA draft, or is that a separate podcast or, like, a video segment? Hmm. I think we probably need to flesh that one out because I'm not sure where you want to go, but I love the idea of an MMA guy at his gym wearing a suit surrounded by people being told that he's been drafted to one FC and then having to cancel the party because it wasn't the <laughs> UFC. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, I like where you're at. Is it promotion based or like fight camp based? It's like, <laughs> congratulations. You've been recruited by the Black Zillions. It's like a redheaded kid from Portland. It's like, um, awesome. I've been needing to work on my aggression game. It's like you are headed to Jackson Wink, where you're going to work alongside John Jones. And you cue like the scared person's like, John and Jones, you said? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to talk about that. We're going to flush it out. More to come, people. Uh, that's all I have, though, Raph. 
despite my animosity towards the lack of understanding the rules or general goal mm-hmm. of wrestling, I watched the No ACLs kid win mm. for his school. I've had a real blast watching me some wrestling in the last few months uh, from the NCAA championships to the Olympic trials. I'm, in. I'm happy to hear that. And I want to tell people I'm all for wrestling. I do take a little bit of a social media break when it comes to having to read people do the interpretation of what we've seen about wrestling because we get it. It's great. I actually love that photo of uh, Jordan after the loss and that sportsmanship is amazing. In fact, it's one of those photos that does not need more words to help it. So that's maybe my suggestion when you see a photo like that, less is more. You know how they say a photo is worth a thousand words? On social media, it's a million words. Because when they say here that you see a lot of this, this is what it's all about. It's like, "Mm, yes, I agree with you. See, wrestling teaches you no, no, unspoken. Right there with you, though. Feel the same thing. Don't have to put that this into words. This is why pussies play basketball. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, no. Exactly. No. <laughs> no. 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 We all think that. But now that you say it, it diminishes what the actual point is. Because I'm there with you and like your sport. But don't need you to get off on your weird high horse. So there is that. I'll tell you two things before I'm ready to sign off. Number one, surprise, Alexander Volkanovsky and Brian Ortega are going to be your ultimate fighter coaches. I did see this. They're bringing back the ultimate fighter? For real? Apparently, yes. And it's going to be on ESPN. (laughs) I'm in as long as we don't judge them when they break a window at the house, if they get all angry and drunk. (laughs) It's like as soon as we started monitoring the behavior in the bar, show got less fun. I'm telling you, I think this is fine. Um, We were kind of promised the Usman and Jorge sort of a thing. Clearly, that was not going to come to pass. Well, they're they're worried Jorge's going to be like, 9-11 didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of contingency plans you have to have when people start sharing QAnon shit online. And just... Not for nothing. How mm. close are we to being able to combine? I they're the same parent company, Raf. I'm I'm not mm-hmm. doing I'm not doing no research when I say this. Bachelor in Paradise with the Ultimate <sighs> Fighter. How do we get them on the same island? Well, I'm gonna say this, and then I want to immediately issue the apology that needs to go with it. In fact, I'll do that first. This joke does not represent us here at the show. Yes, I am saying it. No, I really don't care how you feel. But what do you feel about, Kevin, the Bachelorette in The Ultimate Fighter? Love it. Couldn't agree more. Let's get her trained up. So, you know, the thing that gets a little weird is she has to hit the scale, too. Just it's the way the show's written. It's not great. It's not our fault. Nope. Didn't write it. Also, instead, at the end of some bachelor giving out a rose, it's Dana. 
and instead he always bypasses her and gives it to one of the fighters that he's really got a crush on, so that way you know who Dana's hard for. But he always, like, walks past her, like, yeah, yeah, that's nice, Toots, get out of the way. And I think the coup de grace here is, don't they do that thing when they all get to spend time with the person? Like, they get alone time? Maybe I'm misreading this this. one. It's called Hmm. Ultimate Fighter in Paradise. And it's it's equal parts that fighting competition (laughs) and the show Too Hot to Handle you saw on Netflix. (laughs) And none of the personal growth. You tune in. (laughs) We've raised the price on UFC Pass, which I think you're going to pay for it now. Wow. Only okay. we were in we'll, charge. we'll finesse that one because I, I feel I like, feel like we are right. running Paul Pierce's Instagram <laughs> on this one. But I'm I get Dana drunk at a club <laughs> in Vegas at two a.m. and be like, "It's called Bachelor." Hold on, let me start over. I already fucked it up. Hold on, shut up, guys. I've been drinking. It's called the Ultimate Fighter in Paradise. It's equal parts Ultimate Fighter, people wanting to fuck, and he's gonna be like, "I'm in." It's green lit. He's going to hold up his green light that he keeps in his pocket. And the good news, this is the same day, two in one stone. You basically get Coker in there. We've got ourselves a Bellator versus UFC fight. And Data doesn't remember a lick of this in the morning. So it can happen, guys. We just got to all work together to make this dream possible. And think about this, though. Brian Ortega, as the bachelor in this scenario actually works more than we think it might so maybe maybe that is the right twist that we need to do because everybody's like oh ufc no ultimate fighter Uh, that formats it's tired i don't like it anymore guess what we fixed it there you go the ultimate fighter with a heart shaped around the boxing glove and can we do real quick side by side? Because I've made a few jokes about it, but if you don't know, Paul Pierce got fired by ESPN for uh, doing an IG live with some strippers. I mean, he was throwing chips at them, and the story gets a little bit richer if you follow a scotch more that did happen to be his four-year-old son's birthday party that day. He was busy, you know. Yeah, let's stop going. On. Either way. He got fired. Immediately, he's like, I'm headed on him or whatever. And I've never loved Paul Pierce more than after this whole ordeal. No judgment from me. But isn't it crazy to you that ESPN's like, he's fired. Dana, keep up the good work. Mm-hmm. That part, every time, I'm like, it's a real shocking double standard that they seem to be able to have for certain things versus other things. And that's that's not a hot or particularly interesting take for ESPN. Sure. But every time I see it, it's like, you know, John Jones has fought on your network many <laughs> fucking times. Greg Hardy was deemed too violent for the NFL on your network and fought mm-hmm. for the UFC on your network. Okay. I guess Paul Pierce's video was pretty adult. It's not great. We'll we'll say that. He wasn't Greg Hardying anyone. He didn't run into anyone mm-hmm. with his car. It just shocks me endlessly when they're like, he's fired. It's like, why? Because that was inappropriate. It's like, mm. for what era? In what era is a, a woman in a G-string getting some chips thrown at her who's being paid? Okay, mm-hmm. this one. I do see your point there. As I articulated, it doesn't sound <laughs> awesome. 
But just to see ESPN go so quickly with, he's fired. That's easy. Everybody else, stay in. You're good to go. And I'll speak on behalf of all Hispanics. We're in no mood to talk. If you've ever been to a Hispanic birthday party, it is an excuse to drink around the children who basically are thinking they're getting a birthday party. But in actuality, they're there for a birthday party sponsored by Modelo or Coors or whatever Pacifico drink may make it to there because people go, holy shit, how much beer are you guys bringing to this party? And it's like, well, I have a case for me and Theo and Thea. And well, there's a lot of family members. So I brought like five different cases. So and they're like, what did you bring for the birthday party? Oh, I got them like an Avenger or something. Oh no, I don't know. I just got something from the like toy bin. You could have that. We're gonna get drunk, yay! So I, I get that part, especially when saying like it was around the time of him celebrating a birthday. Yeah, I get that part. Strippers around that, not the classiest thing. I think the key difference that you're looking at here, Kevin, is is that maybe, just maybe, Dana has had the professionalism to at least keep his strippers under lock and key. And I think that's the difference. I think Dana really hasn't done an Instagram live where he's been caught with some strippers on there. Not to say it doesn't happen, no, but at the very least he didn't turn on the phone. You're making a good counterpoint, which is sure, Kevin, a lot of people could behave a certain way, but maybe don't Instagram live it at like three o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. Uh, okay. All right. I do see there's a beautiful thing about debate and arguments. Multiple things can be true at the same time. Sure. <laughs> I'm absolutely. Gonna, I'm going to go ahead and grant that what you're saying is true. Dana doesn't IG live that shit when he's like, it's time to get crunk. Why? Well, I don't know. It's Sunday at 4 p.m. and I'm bored. What are you doing? Uh I guess it. this just gives me a little bit of hope for the day that when we finally get let into the ESPN offices, when they really let their guard down, and then they hear us just bickering about a point that we probably generally agree on, and that we're just saying it out for saying it out loud's sake, and they go, I lost track here. Was Raph pro or against Dana? Both. Yeah. We're figuring it out. We don't know. We're, by the end of this show, the answer is D, my man, and we're gonna try and <laughs> hash out who sounds better and less dickish. But <laughs> this is just at the end of the whole thing. So I guess what we're saying here is, smoke them if you got them, strippers, if you do got them, please don't. Not a chip because, thrower here. You know, More of a celebration the- type situation. I think that'll do you. Did you have headlines? <laughs> I had the second to... one that was going to be the kind of walk off. I wouldn't call it a home run. This is the walk off like base hit. I guess you could call this one because you mentioned the Stefan Bonner thing. Oh, and... shit. <sighs> yeah, getting kicked out of a gym because we're sheep and we <laughs> he won't wear a mask, I guess. Yeah. I could you imagine were though... you sad when you saw him at a public gym? That was my big takeaway. I was like, oh, is that like a better private? You don't have like a house gym or something. You're just like at a 24 hour fitness being a fucking asshole. All right. That sucks. 
there are a lot of headlines that I expect on a given day. Sure, Stefan Bonner has posted some really dumb stuff. But the things that will bum you out are seeing gets kicked out of, let's say, a 24-hour fitness sort of a thing. I don't know what it was. It might have been a Hollywood, I, whatever. Wherever he was, it was a gym where there are some rules. And they do say, hey, if you're going to use this stuff, could you wear a mask? And yet walks into it willingly. Blah, 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 freedom. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, CTE. Blah, blah, blah. Really proud of himself. It is difficult when you work other jobs. Because you don't have all the time in the world. You have a certain amount of time that you can dedicate toward reading a headline. When this passes by my desk and I see the little notification that says, Stefan Bonner, what did he do? Why is he trending? What's this? Oh, all right. I'll give this five seconds. No. Yeah, that sounds really dumb. What did he say? And who did he say it to? We're good here. And then you immediately click it off. That was the amount of attention that I put into it. But Kevin brought up one really good point, which is, there is a sliding scale and see if this doesn't work true for you, friends. The more that someone says sheep, the more they are dumb. Just really ask yourself how many times a certain athlete or maybe personality will call you or other people sheep and really just think to yourself, uh, are they the dumb one? Answer, very likely. It is a sliding scale. We're working on that one. That's going to be after we pitch the, the UFC draft. fighter in Paris. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Sorry. We got a lot so of many. shows here. Yeah, we got a lot of things to uh, recap. ESPN's uh, going to have a field day with all the shit that we just pitched to them. Yes, we basically corrected everything in the timeline. But I'm just saying here, kids. If you got strippers... Keep them off the Instagram. If you go to work out at a gym, for the love of God, just for a little bit, wear a mask. Because I'm telling you this much. California says we're ready to open up June 15th. And there's the asterisk that goes next to it that said, if we have enough vaccinations and people are there and the hospitalizations are low. And all I can think about still after a year of this bullshit is don't anybody mess up the group project. We're so fucking close. We all want to go back. Last little bit of information and suggestions. If you're going to try and abduct Dana White, do it. And do it with the best intentions of getting us not only really dumb content, but UFC versus Bellator. Bring cocaine. That's just what I've heard. Allegedly. Is that a good place to end the show? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> That'll do it for us tonight. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. It's not our fault if you do therapy. It's not our fault. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is. Please note, the new number is...